We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's start with with some recruiting news today. They got a commitment Notre Dame did from 2023 running back Cedric Irvin from Miami. What what are some of your thoughts on Mr. Cedric Irvin? Well, he's a really good back. You know, he's one of those guys that I view as an ascending player. He he's kind of like a lot of the backs that Notre Dame has gotten in recent years. Other than Chris Tyree, he's not like an elite player. Uh, I know Rivals ranks him as a top 100 guy, but 247 and ESPN have him more in like the 2 to 250 range. I think he's kind of a 150 to 200 guy, but he's a very smart runner, uh, great vision, great second level anticipation, really good feet, great balance. You know, he's just not that explosive guy. You know, he's not Chris Tyree speed wise. He's not super, super sudden. He's just a really smart back. He's just a quality player with a lot of good traits not the biggest guy but he's got a frame a lot like his dad I have a feeling that as he kind of goes through these next two years of high school by the time he gets to Notre Dame he's going to fill out a lot and he runs hard and there's just a lot to like about him and his, his dad was a pretty good player too now who's his dad Cedric Irvin Sr. who played at Michigan State from 96 okay. to 98 I did see that yard okay. games I'd against Notre Dame. right yeah so Notre Dame knows him very well yeah <laughs> no was kidding 2-0 against Notre Dame and went over for 100 yards both times and you know he he's from Miami. His uh, his dad's cousin's Michael Irvin. So there's a there's a lot of things to be excited about with this commitment. Well, yeah, and I knew it wasn't Michael Irvin that was his dad. Yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten. Don't he, I don't think Michael could send his kid to Notre Dame. I was going to no say. What. I was going to say that'd be that'd be a little bit of a stretch. I think for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I realize when it comes to recruiting, there are you know various and differing opinions, but the disparity in those recruiting rankings that you're talking about. Why do you think so big with this guy? Uh, you know, I think especially with like not a lot of camps and different things, it's still really early. I think, you know, this kid's what, like four games into his junior year of high school. Uh, you know, and I think we're seeing more and more of that, Sean. I, I, we're seeing more and more of these these weird disparities there. If you remember the Nicholas Anderson, the receiver from Texas that Notre Dame was recruiting, ESPN has had him as a top 75 player nationally. None of the other services had him as a top 50 wide receiver. So we're, we're seeing a lot more of that nowadays, but uh, 
I think a lot of it has to do with what you value as a back. And in this case, I think Rivals is giving him maybe some extra credit and, and because he's not a burner. And I think maybe ESPN's kind of taken away from him because he's not a burner. And I think it's yeah. just uh, – I think that factors into it. But this is a good football player. And, you know, you give him a good line and, and a good scheme, this this kid's a, someone that can go to college and, and, you know, have a similar career to his dad. His dad had 3,000-yard seasons, was never a – Big play guy only averaged over five yards a carry once in his three years. But, uh, you know, uh, somebody made a good comparison to me. They said he's a he's a more physical version of Darius Walker. And I said, I'll take that. Okay. Okay. I'll take that every day. Because I had said Torian Folsom, but I think the Darius Walker uh, comparison that a friend of mine said to me today really is, is make it just, I, I, I love that comparison. I think that's a, a more physical Darius Walker. I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah, that's that's pretty tantalizing, actually, to think <laughs> yeah. about that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, Brian Driscoll from IrishBreakdown.com. Let's talk about the game a little. Wisconsin had a bye like uh, last week. Any any benefit slash? If you were Wisconsin, would you have wanted your bye to be this early in the season? Not, no, no. I, I think if they would have maybe come out, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. One is if they'd have come out smoking in the first two games, you want to keep playing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the other one is is that you're not playing well and you want another shot. And I don't think Wisconsin's playing real, really well on offense. Yeah, You want that next shot to kind of get going. A, a perfect example is let's look at the Notre Dame defense, okay? Let's say they didn't play Purdue this weekend. Well, we saw a ton of growth from Notre Dame in that game. And I don't know if you can get that this early in the season just in practice. I think you need to get out there and play games. Now, Wisconsin benefits from the fact that defensively they have a lot of guys coming back, but offensively they're still, you know, they're still trying to figure things out. Mm -hmm. And so I think they needed another game to get going. So this early in the season, I don't think that a bye is going to benefit you. And then now you're going to play Notre Dame and then a whole lot of Big Ten games without a week off. I don't know if taking the bye this early made a lot of sense. Both Brian Kelly and Paul Chris downplayed the potential impact, uh, you know, Jack Cohn could have from, you know, his playing time at Wisconsin, like the Intel or, mm -hmm. you know, what would he could, he could bring, you know, Cohn says, Hey, I faced Wisconsin's defense in practice. And, you know, so he kind of thought that there was something to it. So, so what do you think? What, what impact could that have that familiarity that, that Cohn has after playing there at Wisconsin for three years? Well, I think the the benefit for him is in the secondary, a lot of the players are the same guys. You know, the two corners, uh, Farron Davis and Caesar Williams, are guys that played a ton. I mean, they were starters or co-starters in 2019. So he's obviously gone against them. He knows what they do well, what they don't do well, what routes maybe they struggle to to defend and things like that. Schematically, you know, they're, they're, they're different this year than they were two years ago because they have different players uh, you know they're they're gonna make some obviously some some changes from a they're not gonna just make the same checks right they're 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 gonna prepare for a quarterback that knows their calls and things like that and you know so I think secondary wise I think there's some things we can get an advantage but I, I think once the game starts a lot of that stuff really doesn't matter you know sure. the emotion all that I mean I coached against my alma mater my high, my college coach when I you know in the in the playoffs when I was coaching in college and. You know, I had a lot of feelings and emotions about that game leading up, and I had a lot of feelings afterwards, especially <laughs> since we won. But once the game started, it was what's the call, what's the coverages, how can we, you know, how can we do this, what checks can we do, what, what, what you know, all the, it was about the game. It was about executing. Sure. And, and I think once the once the whistle blows and Jack gets that first hit, he's going to be like, okay, it's time to go, time to go play ball. I'm not really worried about who's on the other sideline, uh, and I think that's how it'll play out. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a Wisconsin defense that's only allowing 33 rushing yards per game. So if you're Notre Dame, you're having, you know, you've struggled to rush the ball, to run the ball so far, how would you define what a successful running day will look like against the Badgers Saturday? <laughs> That's a net positive yards. <laughs> just, Something. I'm, I'm kidding. You know, <laughs> yeah. Anything. I, I, I think just being, just being decent on first down. I mean, when I look at it, I don't view it necessarily as, you know, what the numbers are. I just think, can you be efficient? Can you get positive gains on early downs? You know, and I, I think – a. I think a good comparison, Sean. Do you remember the uh, the Music City Bowl that Notre Dame played against uh-huh. LSU back right. in 2014? You know, and obviously in, in that game, Notre Dame didn't really run for a lot of yards per play with their running backs. Uh, they were able to just kind of come out there early in the game and just pound out three yards, four yards, move the chain, stay on the field, uh, and, and then just finally you know, later in the game, it sets an up up an opportunity where you just kind of hammered them, hammered them, and all of a sudden you run a jet sweep and CJ Procise busted out for a 50-yard touchdown run. You know, I, I think it's that kind of thing. Of course, this team has a lot more passing you know ability than they than they did in that particular game, but I think it's just that. Like, don't get your offense in a lot of second and nines and third and sevens. Try to get three, four yards on first down try to get you know three four five yards on second down allow yourself to get in second and in good situations and then third and short situations and if you can do that then i think that helps and i think that also allows your pass game to be more effective because you can maybe do some you know play actions on third and one or second and two and you know things like that where it's like hey jack if it's not there just throw it away because it's second and two we can come back and, and still have our full playbook at our at our disposal on third and two so I think that's really it, is just be effective, be efficient on early downs. If they can do that, I think that'll that'll be enough for me. And then maybe eventually just that one time. Because here's the thing, Sean, last couple games I've graded out Notre Dame's blockers as having blocked, like really blocked well on five plays. That's it. <laughs> wow. Well, one of those went for a 51-yard touchdown. One okay. went for a 43-yard touchdown. The point being, you got two running backs that you only need to give them one good hole, and it's six. And so that's the thing is just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it, be efficient, be effective, make, make sure that Tommy Reese knows, hey, I don't have to abandon this part of our game. If you can do that, then I think eventually you're going to create an opportunity to hit a big play, and it also takes some of the pressure off of your pass game. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it just it feels like, like Cone had 35 attempts against Florida State. He had 30 
against Purdue. It 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 just feels like you know a game where it's like closer to forty attempts than than thirty, don't you think? I would think so. I I think part of that was against Purdue was you had some big plays. Right. You know, when when you hit a sixty two yard bomb, that limits how many times you have to throw. True. And, and uh, you know, I, I think part of that's going to be, Sean, is is Notre Dame, We we the phrase we used in our podcast yesterday was they have to reverse engineer their offense. <laughs> and what I mean by that is Notre Dame has always been sort of a, a run to set up the pass team, especially since the 2016 makeover, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to kind of reverse engineer that, and they have to use their pass game to give their run game some protection. Sure. You know, use your pass game as an extension of your run game. Wisconsin is better than you in the trenches right now. They just are. Hopefully that changes on Saturday, but that's the way it's been. You are better than Wisconsin on the perimeter from a personnel standpoint. So, you know, do some things formationally with motions and shifts to try to and, – and where you put Kevin Austin or Braden Lindsay or Avery Davis to try to – Say, hey, we're going to get in some situations where we can get the ball outside with the pass game. You know, we can get the ball downfield. We can do some things to where we can hurt them enough in the pass game that it forces them to have to spread out their offense to defend the perimeter, which then gives us maybe a a crease or two up the middle. And if you can get three or four creases throughout this game with Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree, those are enough creases where one of those is going to go for a big play or maybe two of those goes for a big play. So, I think that's going to be the key for this offense is do enough with the pass game to where you're, you're going to be able to take the pressure off the run game, which to your point, Sean, could lead to higher percent, higher volume of passes because you are doing the bubbles and the screens and the mm-hmm. things that are sort of an extension of your run game, more RPOs and things like that. So um, that's where I think that that observation you had could be really strong in what it's needed. It, it could help take away from some of the pressure on the run game. Interesting. Brian Driscoll, IrishBreakdown.com, the Sports Illustrated Notre Dame website. Other side of the ball, Wisconsin, obviously so run heavy. Is this a game where maybe Marcus Freeman doesn't have to be? You know, he wasn't quite as aggressive last week against Purdue, and we saw, you know, limited big plays. The the big plays didn't go for as much. They had a couple 30-plus yard plays, but that was it. Is this a game where maybe he can pick his spots a little bit more because of Wisconsin's mode of operation? I think there's two schools of thought on that, Sean, and I'm and I'm not sure which one Marcus Freeman will do, although I do have an idea of which one I would like for him to do. Okay. Number one is, you know, you could kind of do which is what you're referring to. It's, hey, look, play gap sound defense, right? Like just make sure you got a body and a body and we don't need to attack and risk of, you know, being maybe too aggressive and a cutback goes for a big play. The, the problem with that is Wisconsin averages about 312 pounds along their offensive line. Notre Dame's like in the 270s. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame's not a real big defensive line. And so I don't know if you necessarily want to let them lean on you all day and play that gap assignment football. I think right. what I would like to do is see Notre Dame attack. You know, what you don't want to do, what you wanted, your goal in this game to me is to use your athleticism to your advantage rather than playing into their hands of, you know, we're going to play big boy football. Use your athleticism to your advantage. Allow Jason Adamiol and Myron Tungvaloa to really attack and shoot gaps and get upfield and, you know, just crash your linebackers hard. And, uh, you know, if you play Isaiah Foskey off the ball, but at the snap of the ball, he's got to be coming hard downhill. You know, do that with Jordan Patelho and Justin Adamiola saying, hey, look, they're 315 pounds, but I'm letting Isaiah Foskey get a four-step running head start <laughs> when he's going to hit that guy. Yeah. You know, with the, with the goal of make their backs – Make a cut behind the line of scrimmage. When this run game gets going, 
is when they're kind of getting on their run tracks and they're just getting a push and they're mm-hmm. just getting to that second level, then Bulldozer. making moves. Yeah. If you can force bounces and cutbacks three, four yards behind the line of scrimmage or two, three yards behind the line of scrimmage, now all of a sudden, you, hey, there's where the ball's going and you can route, use your speed to route the football. If you can do that and get those guys, those linemen kind of working sideways or backwards instead of allowing them to come off and, and, and push you forward, I think that's when you can create the first and second down negatives and, and stuffs that would then allow your your defense to then put them in passing situations on third down. And if they get them in passing situations on second and third downs, that's where Notre Dame wants to be. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Graham Mertz, just based on what we've seen from him so far, and he had a decent amount of interceptions last year. You know, he's off to a slow start this year. Does it feel like, you know, they can rattle him a little bit? I think so. And their, and their pass pro hasn't been great. I think they've given up some pressures in the first couple games. And, you know, he, he had a he's coming off a, a good statistical performance against Eastern Michigan. You know, 82.4 completion percentage is pretty good, right? But sure. Only through 17 passes for 141 yards. So it's not like they were asking him to take a lot of shots. I mean, he's going to have to throw the ball downfield. And when you throw the ball downfield, that kind of plays into Notre Dame's hands of, hey, we've got Kyle Hamilton back there, we've got Cam Hart, and we've got a pass rush that can get after it because they're not a real athletic offensive line. So, you know, I think that also plays into sort of being more aggressive and, and taking away that short stuff and forcing the ball downfield. But if you've got to make him go through his reads and get to that second, third read and, and, and make him sit back in that pocket with that pressure coming around him, I think that's where you can force him into a mistake. We saw Penn State do that. Uh, because as you, you know, he's very talented. He's a big, strong arm kid, athletic, but he just is also a young kid that's only got like six or seven, you know, seven or eight career starts, and still not real fast going through his progression. Still not real sharp in, in regards to going past his first read. So, the more you make him think, the more opportunity there is for mistakes. All right, good stuff. I'll be interested to uh, to check that out. Brian Driscoll enjoyed it as always. I will talk to you next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.